Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. My name is Michael. And how are you doing? I hope you're having a nice week. We have reached the hump. The hump is the midway point in the week where you've got through Monday and Tuesday, it's Wednesday today, and it's all downhill until the weekend. We call it the hump day. It's like the top of the mountain. So now we're going downhill towards the weekend. So this podcast is a nice reminder that your weekend is one step closer. <laughs> I do hope you can enjoy your week, no matter what you're doing, though. It doesn't always have to be so, so difficult. <laughs> but thank you for listening again and joining me with another episode today. I want to talk about puns today. We're going to be looking a little bit into English humour. Not necessarily British humour, but just humour and jokes in the English language. Before we get to that, a quick reminder for you, if you're not already, you can sign up to more courses, new lessons every week, speaking group classes, more episodes of the podcast, and many, many other stuff at Level Up English members. To become a member and find out more, you can click on the link in your podcast show notes description, or you can just go to levelupenglish.school and then click on the members button at the top. But hopefully that will be useful for you. But okay, let's get right into the episode today. So I'm a little bit nervous about this episode because I've, I've done English lessons with my private students before talking about jokes and trying to teach jokes in English. And I always feel like it's a really good idea, but honestly, it never goes that well. If you were to ask me to think of some lessons that I was a bit embarrassed about, I might go back to some of these where I've spoken about jokes. Because for many reasons, first of all, jokes do not always translate well into other languages and other cultures. And this is what I've got from my own experience. So... First of all, different cultures have different senses of humour. So what we find funny in the UK, you might be like, what? Why is that funny? You know, British people are known for being very sarcastic, for example. And it's something I've had to try to control in my private lessons with students. So a really simple example, someone will ask me, hey, Michael, can I ask you a question? And I will reply, no. Because it's obvious that you can ask me a question. Of course you can ask. I'm not going to say no. But I said no as a sarcastic joke because it would be ridiculous of me to say no. It's so ridiculous that you're not allowed to ask a question that I wanted to make a joke out of it. See, that was my idea. And I thought it was, well, it's not that funny, but it was just kind of my sarcastic humour. And then my student was just like, uh, like really confused. So I guess that kind of sarcasm wasn't so natural for them. So I've had to try to control that desire to be sarcastic because it can seem rude in 
other cultures, you know. So perhaps we're going to be looking at some jokes today, but you might not get them because it maybe doesn't translate into your culture. You know, you might hear a joke and you might understand the joke. You might even understand why I'm saying it's funny, but then you're just going, why is that funny? Hmm? And another thing, I think the other thing is, of course, when you explain a joke, that tends to ruin any humour it has anyway. So even if you were going to find it funny, if I explain why it's funny, then it stops being funny. Jokes are very weird things like that. When you analyse a joke, the funniness disappears a lot of the time. So don't expect a super funny episode today, but I'm going to look at some jokes and maybe we can learn some language stuff, some vocabulary from them as well. Because I'm looking at puns today. A pun, spelt P-U-N, is a very simple joke and it's an often disliked form of humour. We use puns a lot in English, but many people will kind of like roll their eyes when you use it. Like, oh, because it's a very simple and cheap way of getting a laugh and it's not super... I I suppose, like, really good jokes have... They work on different levels and they often have, like, a deep meaning? Deep meaning? I don't know. A deep reason behind them as to why they work. But puns are very shallow. It's just simply one word has two meanings and therefore it's funny. It's not that difficult to make a pun if you have a good level of English especially if you're a native speaker. Because again, just because you're advanced doesn't mean this will be easy because there's a lot of cultural things behind it as well. So basically, a pun uses homonyms. Homonyms is when two words maybe have the same spelling and the same pronunciation, but a different meaning. So puns will use these homonyms Or they can also just be same pronunciation, but different spelling or something like that. Pronunciation is the most important thing. So the pronunciation is the same, but the meaning is different. And when we have a double meaning in a sentence, it can be funny sometimes. The reason we have homonyms is usually because the English language is a result of many different languages. We have French and Greek and we have Norse languages and you know everything, Spanish, German, we have lots of stuff, Latin, of course. All these languages come together to form English. And sometimes by complete coincidence, we can have a word that maybe is spelt and pronounced the same, but the meaning is different because it comes from different languages originally. A good example is the word wave. Wave can be a noun talking about the waves in the ocean, the waves of the water. It can also be a verb to wave your hand. Now, I don't know if those are related. I don't know if the meaning is the same. It might be because there's movement and it's kind of a similar movement in both waves. But I have no idea about the origin right now. I can look up later. But yeah, so here we have two words pronounced the same, spelled the same, but the meaning is totally different. So these are homonyms. 
I'm going to start today with actually my favourite homonym joke, my favourite pun. And again, if you do not understand, don't worry too much. We're going to be looking at some new vocabulary though as well. So, okay, let me explain my favourite joke now. So there is a... I should mention, I'm really bad at telling jokes, so don't expect me to be a good joke teller. I'm going to really ruin it. But anyway, this is at a funeral. It's a funeral where all good jokes begin, right? And someone wants to go up on stage and say something. So a man approaches the wife of the man who passed away and he says, is it okay if I get up on stage and say something? And she says, yes, of course, please go ahead. So the man gets up on stage, he dings his glass, and he says, plethora. He gets down, and then the wife approaches him and says, puts her hand on his shoulder, thank you, that means a lot. So let me know if any of you did get that one. I'm going to explain it now, but just to make you feel better, I told my friends this who are native speakers and they didn't understand it either. So not everyone will get it, don't worry. This word plethora, plethora, means a lot. The meaning of this word is a lot. So you can say, I have a plethora of books behind me. A plethora of books. It just means a large variety of books. So here we have a pun, but it's rather than a homonym, it's a phrase that can be used in two ways. Because usually when you get up on stage at a funeral and you say something like, you know, John was a great man, he he made me laugh, he was such a good friend. Oh, thank you, that means a lot, you could say. Which means, thank you, your words were very meaningful to me. But in this case, we just said plethora, and the definition of that word is a lot. So the wife said, thank you, that means a lot which could be interpreted in two ways. Thank you, that has a lot of meaning. Or, thank you, that word is defined as meaning a lot. Does that make sense? If not, don't worry. It's not so important. Do not get frustrated if you do not get all the jokes. But let's learn that word plethora, a plethora of jokes. So I'm going to be telling a plethora of bad jokes today. Quite an advanced word. I'm going to be telling a lot of bad jokes today. So try to replace a lot of with plethora of and level up your English with that word. I've got a list here of some more puns. That was my favourite, but let's look at this one here. So I might see some new ones as well. So here's one now. Two friends meet and one of them says, I've taught my dog how to speak English. The other one says, that's impossible. Dogs don't speak. It's true. I'll show you. He turns to his dog and he says, How's the situation in England? The dog answers, Rough. Rough. It's not It's not a good joke. It's not that good. But here we can analyse the language in this joke. I think um, it's kind of funny because it's so weird to be analysing jokes. It's such a weird thing to do. But did you catch where the homonym was? Which part of this joke was the pun? Have a think. I will include these jokes in the show notes page. So if you want to read them again, go to levelupenglish.school slash 
podcast 202 to read them as well. The homonym here was where the dog said rough. Rough. That was the punchline. Punchline is the funny part of the joke. The reason this is a homonym, it's a joke, is because it has two meanings. Again, the first meaning is the sound a dog makes. Ruff, ruff. It's just the sound of a dog. Very simple. The second meaning is the adjective rough. R-O-U-G-H. Rough. The meaning of this adjective in... I don't know if it's British English or... I think it might be more of a British word, but it means not good, difficult. If you're feeling sick, you can say, oh, I'm feeling so rough today. I'm feeling rough. It means I'm not feeling good. So maybe on the news, you might hear someone say, the situation in England now is a bit rough. The economy is in a rough situation. The opposite would be smooth. It's not a smooth, easy situation. It's a rough, difficult bumpy situation. Ah, rough. Okay. Hopefully that one makes sense, but if not, just focus on the word rough. We are learning that word rough today. (laughs) Let's look for a new joke now. So here's one you have to be careful with in the airport. I was arrested at the airport just because I was greeting my cousin Jack. All I said was, hi Jack but very loud. Why was I arrested? Do you understand why I got arrested? I just said hi Jack to my friend Jack. Hmm. (laughs) Well, it's not exactly a homonym because it's not a word, but it's a phrase, the two words that sound the same as a word. So, hi Jack. This is the importance of a comma. Hi, comma, Jack. We're saying hello to our friend Jack. This is also a verb, the verb hijack, hijack. No space, it's just one word. To hijack is to take over something and you can do it to take over a plane. I hope no one is listening to this podcast out loud on a plane right now. You might be in big trouble if you do, but probably it's your fault. You should should be wearing headphones anyway if you're on a plane. (laughs) But to hijack is to, let's say you're on a plane, you're going to take over the plane. You're going to attack the pilot and fly the plane yourself. So it's related to terrorism, right? It's a very serious thing. But you can hijack many things. For example, if my friend came in the room right now and he started speaking into the microphone, he could say, hello, I'm going to hijack this podcast. It's my podcast now. (laughs) So when you take over something, usually by force, you're taking control, you can use the word hijack. Okay, so hope you get that joke there. You can also hijack a conversation as well. If you see two of your friends talking, you can kind of join their conversation and say, I'm really sorry to hijack your conversation, but I just want to let you know that the muffins are ready in the the kitchen. (laughs) So I'm sorry to kind of take over your conversation, but I want to say something. So, so far we've had plethora we've had rough, and we've had hijack. Some good words we're learning today. Hopefully this is a fun way to learn them as well. How about this one then? What did the grape say when it got crushed? What did the grape say when it got crushed? Nothing. It just let out a little whine. 
it let out a little whine. Did you get the pun here? It's a shorter one now. Where is the pun? Which word is the homonym? The answer is wine. Wine. Wine has two meanings. So we make wine by crushing grapes, right? Wine is the drink, the alcoholic drink. Red wine, for example. Wine. So when you crush a grape, it lets out a little wine that you can drink. The other meaning of wine is spelled W-H-I-N-E. To wine is to complain, like, oh no. Children like to whine when they don't have enough ice cream, for example. So if you crush the grape, it lets out a whine, like, no. So there's a double meaning. To wine is to complain. Wine is the drink. Hopefully that one's a simple one. Let's finish with one more now. Very simple one. To the guy who invented zero. Thanks for nothing. That's it. Thanks for nothing. So the guy who invented the number zero. Zero. Thanks for nothing. The double meaning here is in the phrase thanks for nothing. If you say thanks for nothing, literally, this means thank you for the number. Thank you for nothing. Because zero, another word for zero is nothing, right? So saying thanks for nothing. Thank you for this number. The less literal meaning is, it's kind of like a phrase we use when we complain about how someone isn't being helpful. So if someone does something that isn't helpful, you can say, oh, thanks for nothing. So it's kind of a way to complain about how unhelpful someone is being. Really good expression there. Let me know in the comments which was your favourite joke and which ones did you maybe not understand so well. You can also leave a joke that you like in the comments as well. That would be interesting to hear. And if you like this episode, let me know and I can do a part two in the future because it seems like quite a fun way to teach maybe a little bit of English humour, perhaps, but mostly some vocabulary, some homonyms within the jokes as well. So I hope you enjoyed it. I do not have any reviews today, so please feel free to leave one and I'll read your review on a future episode. Usually I read the ones at Apple Podcasts, so that's the best place to go. There's also a link if you go to my podcast page on my website where you can directly leave a review. And let's just end with a quote now. So this quote is from Henry Ward Beecher. Now his name is written very small, but I think it says Henry Ward Beecher or maybe Deecher. Beecher or Deecher? I'll have to double check that later. But anyway, this Henry Ward said, a person without a sense of humour is like a wagon without springs. It's jolted by every pebble on the road. Jolted means pushed around, right? You need suspension, springs in your car, else you're pushed around on the bumpy road. So basically this is saying, in my opinion, if you do not have a sense of humour, everything that happens to you in life is going to be so stressful, it's going to make you stressed, angry, emotional. But imagine if someone says something to you like, hey, Michael, what happened to your hair? you look so weird. I could get jolted by that and get offended. Or I could just go, (laughs) that's so funny. That's true. Yeah. I can see the humor in that comment. Not take things so seriously, right? 
So I think it's important to develop that sense of humour to have a happier life, isn't it? Well, thank you for listening today, or maybe you're watching on YouTube, wherever you are. I appreciate your time, and I'll see you either on Friday for the private episode this week, or next Wednesday for another one. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.